You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. And welcome to the Win Win Podcast. This is Ben Wolf, as always, your host. We're going to learn from our guest today why you should not read too many books. Uh, our guest today is a professional EOS implementer. He spent years uh, serving on the leadership teams of companies. His name is Eli Itzkowitz. Uh, you can find out more about him at eosworldwide.com forward slash Eli Itzkowitz. That's E-L-I Itzkowitz. Well, you know, just Google it. You'll probably autocorrect or autospell or AI is going to give you in the, put you in the correct direction. Uh, but welcome, Eli. Hi, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited that we're we're doing this. Me too. Me too. Um, I guess, first of all, if you can uh, give us a little context, as I do ask all my guests, uh, give us a little context and background, how you got from wherever you came from to, you know, doing what you're doing now and, uh, and you know, and with the EOS implementer and all the entrepreneurial stuff, like where'd you come from and how'd you get here? For sure, for sure. So I'll try to tie it back in also to our subject that we're discussing today. So my background is actually in construction. It's actually it's now um, a little bit more than two years. So just about two years since I left that world entirely, enjoyed the ranks of becoming an EOS implementer. And that's just something that I've been passionate about, this concept of really helping people, helping businesses structure and stuff like that, that I've been passionate about for many, many years. The interesting stuff that I found the most, um, the, the thing I liked the most once I became an EOS implementer was when one of the people from my past life and heard and knows about EOS. It's like, oh, Ellie, I hear you became an EOS implementer. I'm like, tells me, oh, this is exactly what you're meant to do. And I go, thank you. You see, I feel, I feel the same way. Nice. And that's what I've been doing now for the, past, um, for the past two years is helping entrepreneurial leadership teams really gain traction in their business by helping them implement this um, these set of tools within the EOS process. What I've learned a lot over the years is that you need to be able to be a consistent, a constant learner to be able to be a great leader. So I always like to quote that quote saying, great leaders are great readers. And which I'm tying back into your, to the topic we're, discussion, we're discussing right now. And the concept is that we need to, in order for us to be able to grow and to continuously become better as an individual, as a leader, as a manager, there's so much going on and we have to make sure we're use, always using the right tools. And that's where reading comes into this topic. So that's like where we are right now. Right. That's great stuff. Now, the the topic as I laid it out was why you shouldn't read too many books, which is, you know, trying to be provocative a little bit, obviously. But uh, what is that crazy idea? Why would anybody say such a thing? Yeah, so so, for sure. So I I would take it one step before. It's definitely important to read books. A hundred percent. Anybody that knows me knows that that's what I believe. So I'll tell you where I came from. This is based... We, we got to this thing here based on a conversation you and I had a little while back. And like, hey, we should discuss this more deeply. And what happened was I, 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 I enjoy reading. Um, just to go a little further back, I entire, my entire childhood life, let's say, I read one book. At that point, I felt like reading the only option was novels and it never really spoke to me. And I literally know there's one book that I ever read for the most part of my childhood life. And that's when I didn't enjoy it. It's like, what do I have? Okay, so that, that it didn't speak to me. Um, and as, I, as, as time went along, and I'm like, no, oh, there's a bunch of other different types of books, whether it's in the business world, economics, or self-help, et cetera, 
like, hey, these are interesting. And I started reading and reading and reading and reading and reading. And at one point, I'm like, whoa, what's really happening? And I came to the point where I felt like what they call nowadays information overload. And there's so much content going into your brain. And so, but what are you doing with it? So that's why I felt at one point I had to slow down. Like, whoa, whoa, why are you reading? Are you reading to be able to tell people, hey, I just read 30 books in 30 days? Like, or are you reading really to take something out of it? So the concept is not so much why you should not read that many books. It's more about the int intentionality. You should be super intentional about what you're reading, how you're reading, when you're reading, and then also what are you taking out from the book that you read? And that's where we came to this topic. Right. And yes, and you are one of the people, one of the few people who I have on the podcast who I know in real life and I've met because we, you know, we met at an entrepreneurial kind of an expo uh, a couple of months ago. And that's how we got, you know, and it's just great when you meet somebody and then two minutes after meeting them, you're like talking about some deep topic and, you know, personal growth and stuff, yeah. which is, you just know, you know, you met a good person when those kind of conversations happen. Um, so definitely hear what you're saying. A lifetime learner, be more intentional. Can you, can you speak a little bit more about, um, you mentioned a few things, how you read, when you read, what you read, what are your personal rules uh, for, for those things? I mean, you know, what have you found is most effective way of reading in a way where you get something out of it and it's not just churning through a million things that you cannot apply? Sure, for sure. This actually reminds me of a story that happened couple of weeks ago, after we spoke, that means after we made up already, they were going to have this conversation. I'm like, hey, that's something I should share with Ben. So I was talking to someone that I consider a mentor of mine. And I asked him a question about a certain book that I know the author is someone that that person is very into. Like he went to a lot of his workshops, a huge fan of that author. And I'm like, hey, by the way, what did you say to this book? He's like, oh, I actually didn't read that yet. Like, what? How? You didn't read that book? I mean, I know you're such a fan. So he's like, Ellie, let me tell you something. I go into these seasons in my life where sometimes I love reading, I enjoy it, and sometimes I just can't do it. And he told me something that's very interesting, which aligns with everything we're discussing right now. He's like, when I don't feel it, I cannot force it. It's not going to go into me. So, and the, the, the idea that he said, and he, 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 he broadened on that a little bit, is like, when I'm ready to learn I'll be able to learn to read some books, really take stuff out of it. But if I'm literally standing there, forcing these books into me, it's just, it's very, it's not going to be productive for me. So that's the idea. In other words, we have to learn something that you're interested in. It has to be something that you're ready to take out something from it. So I'll answer the second half of your question is that I had at one point, like I said, I read a lot of books and it became like too much. Like, why am I even reading this? And I finished the book. I'm like, okay, so now what? So what I ended up doing, I started reading the books a little slower. So this is, let's say, specifically in hard, like hard copy, not when I'm listening on audio. And books that I really feel are important to me and I want to really internalize, I will rather read on paper mm -hmm. versus on audio. And what I'll do is I'll keep a highlighter in my pocket and I try to dedicate, it, dedicate some time every single day to read that book. So you're not <laughs> doing it. Well, I guess when you're reading a hard copy book, one of the things about it is that you can't multitask. You know, when you're listening to an audio book, you could be washing the dishes, you could be driving. Exactly. A hundred percent. And I'm not saying that that's not good. For me, though, when these certain books that I feel like I want to really internalize, I just feel for myself and my personal preferences, it's more effective when I'm, when I'm reading it in the paper. 
And you're not and, doing anything else while you're doing it. You've, you're setting aside dedicated time just for reading this book. Correct. Correct. And it doesn't need to be a long time. It can be in smaller increments. But And it is in smaller increments. I don't like to read that long. But definitely setting aside time. I'm going to read this book now, let's say 10, 15 minutes. And I sit down with, let's say, with my highlighter, a pen. And I go, I read through the book. And anything that I feel like, hey, this line spoke to me, I'll give it a highlight. And what I do is, at the end of the book, once I'm done the entire book, then I go over it from the cover and start reviewing all the, the highlighted items. And once, that means that's like condensed now into a very small setup mm -hmm. of, of like bullet points. Mm -hmm. And then I try to take out, okay, now from all of these, what are two, three things that I could really take out with me? Whether it's just things that are thoughts that I could have or concepts, ideas, questions. And I feel like that was really, really um, helpful for me. And that's how I've done it to several books now. This I started this like a year ago or so. And it's really helping me take a book and take out something from it. Really make it tangible realistic and have like okay so now i know so when the next tomorrow the next couple of months i'm going to focus on these two things and that's going to help me going forward so that's something i found for myself very helpful right how do you decide what books to read meaning what you should because there's a limited number that you could do that with so how do you know you have to prioritize how do you prioritize how do you decide great great question um so definitely there are so many books and so many great books out there. And one of my most favorite sayings of all time is when everything is important, nothing is important. So you can have 150 books, but if you're not reading them, or you're reading a little bit of everything, you're not really getting anything done. So again, I speak to a lot of people. I always like to ask people like, what books are you reading now? What books do you feel like helped you in the past or really resonated with you? And like that, I compile a list. And Or if somebody comes to me, somebody that I really trust or somebody that I have good conversations with very so often that knows me and is like, hey, Ellie, by the way, I just finished reading that book. I think you'll love it. I'll like put that in a little bit of high priority. And if I, if I hear it again from somebody else, I'm like, ooh, okay, that's probably the next book. And that's really how I'm doing it. And sometimes there's, there's books that are not so common that get referred to me. I'm like, hey, wow, this is so amazing. And sometimes it's a lot of these very popular books. But either way, I definitely believe that it's important to read, but it's important to also be intentional about what you're reading. Right. A hundred percent. Have you come across or seen in your own life or come across other people where, uh, where the effects, I guess, of reading too many books, so to speak, uh, is, is felt, you know, maybe they were trying to do one thing and then they abandon that two months, you know, a month later with the next idea from the next book. And they're just always churning through and, and never having any lasting impact because they're always churning from the next idea to the next. Not that they're absorbing nothing, but they're almost absorbing too much and doing too many things. Have you ever have you ever seen that with with anybody or with yourself? Yes. Yeah, so that's actually very similar. I've seen that definitely with myself and with others. And specifically, um, this is what we spoke about before when we speak about information overload, meaning at some point you want to listen to every podcast episode. You have 75 books open on Audible and every book you see on Amazon you buy and and you know what happens besides for the information overload? At some point, you're instead of actually go, going ahead and doing, okay, so let me read a little bit more. Whoa, 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 is that the right thing to do? So is really right now the most important thing for you to read more? Or maybe now it's time for you to actually take action, make that call that you're uncomfortable with instead of reading another chapter in a great book. So there is that, that's actually where something that happened to me where I came to that point where I'm like, slow down, slow down, slow down, and try to be a little bit more intentional. 
And I've had this conversation with many different people also where at some point, whether it's books, podcasts, information comes into you so much and you just, it's being counterproductive. That means you're reading instead of doing sometimes. And that, that's where the title comes back in here, the, the title of this episode of why maybe you shouldn't read that many books and you should slow it down a little bit. So would you, So, what would you say is the trigger? You know, if I could realize, oh, wait a second, I'm not being discriminating enough in what I read or reading too much and either over applying or not applying anything and just, you know, washing through my brain or maybe it's just bragging rights to say that I read the book, like you mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the what's the trigger to know if I'm, I guess, reading too many books, let's say? <laughs> That's a question that I'm not sure I could answer for, as a blanket statement. For me, the trigger was, why did you read that book? Like, you finished the book, now what? That now what question. You can't clearly me, answer the question, now what? Or why did you read that book? You know, maybe ask yourself that, you know, after each book that you read, okay, now what? What am I going to do with what I learned? Like, pause, stop. Don't just start the next book or, you know, just do the next thing and and, and forget about it. Like, ask that question. If you can't answer that question satisfactorily to yourself, sounds like that's the trigger or exactly. a trigger. That definitely, and which which you could take it as a proactive thing. And before you start reading a book, like you can ask yourself, why am I reading it? Why now? And maybe even what am I what am I hoping to get out of it? So you're starting off already with that intentionality right. so that you can really take out something. That was that was what I found for myself. And that's what um was from my experience definitely the most important part of why I felt like slow down a little bit. Please read, but more intentional, more 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 really make it tangible, make, take something out of it. And that's what, and I do right. ask that question of, of, of even within, while reading a book, okay, so now that I read this thing, what am I going to do now? Like, how am I seeing this, let's say, applying to my life, business, et cetera? And that's what I felt like really worked for me. Right. What you, what you said from your mentor, it's like really interesting, you know, to, that was a really interesting comment about, not always reading, you know, and not trying to force it and having certain seasons where you're kind of like in massive learning mode and other times where you're just not. And if you try to force it, it's not going to be productive. Uh, it's very interesting because I, I guess I, I hadn't thought about it that way, or maybe I just felt shame around the idea that I'm not reading right now. I know I've read lots of things, lots of other times, you know, I'll, I'll go through kicks. I, I had one period where I read a bunch of founding fathers and, and civil war, uh, uh, biographies and just learned so much just to understand America and where we came from and how we got to be this way, just through the lives of John Adams and Alexander Hamilton and George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and Abraham Lincoln and uh, 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 Frederick Douglass, uh, also from the Civil War time. And, um, you know, but like I'm not reading any of these things like right now, you know, or you know, go through times I, I read. Uh, you know, a couple of months ago, maybe right before I met you, I read um, 10X is Easier Than 2X by uh, Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Had actually uh, Shannon Waller on the podcast a few weeks ago, uh, you know, who teaches, you know, teaches about that concept of a strategic coach over 30 years. And, um, and I, you know, I, and I read uh, Be Your Future Self Now also by Benjamin Hardy. And I felt like then I was getting something out of it. You know, I like read the book a second time, looked at the questions at the end of each chapter, 
I sat down and wrote a letter to my present self from my five years in the future, future self about what my life is going to look like then. So I could see, okay, what do I need to cut out now or focus on now to get myself towards that future? But I, you know, I did things to try to get something out of the book, not just, uh, you know, not just read it and quickly move on. Um, but it's interesting. Maybe you're saying I shouldn't feel shame about having times. Just what you said from the mentor, I guess it's just making me think, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's not something wrong with me that I don't always want to, that I don't always want to read, or I'm not always ready to absorb and that I, I should just accept that and not feel bad about it. Yeah. It's interesting. I'll tell you when he said that to me, it was also, I hear where you're coming from. And I, I, I had the same reaction first for a minute. I'm like, are you serious? Like, like, how can you say that like that? And, and I really like, I started thinking about it more and more. I'm like, there are some times where you do need that downtime. And again, I'm not sure how long that season is. I hope that season's not too long. But like in a certain sense, if you're going to force yourself to read now a bunch of additional books about Abraham Lincoln, you might not really enjoy it or internalize or really take anything out of it like you did a while back when you were really into it. And maybe had you read 10x, is easier than 2x. At a different time, maybe you wouldn't, wouldn't speak to you at that point. And I... I, I like what you said, like I read it, took something out of it, actually answered these questions, ended the chapters. I wrote that letter, like you mentioned. That's, that, that's exactly what I, what I love about reading books. When you really like do something about it and you take something out of it, like you really took something out of it, and, um, which is amazing. And if, I want to add one little point that you mentioned. That I'm not sure if you said it about 10x, it's easier than 2x, but one of the books that you mentioned, you said you reread it a second time. I mentioned, well, not in this interview, but I, 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 I mentioned that I read Who Not How twice the first oh. day that I read it. It was actually a Chavez. I, you know, it was on <laughs> Saturday and I, I, I read, uh, I read it twice in one day. Wow. wow. It was just like, you know, I just thought like, oh, I, you know, I, re- I want to like absorb this. Like I'm not going to fully absorb it if I just move on. So I, I wanted to read it a second time. Yes, I want to touch on that point for a minute because this is something that somebody told me this was around two years ago. I met a, an individual that's also very intentional about his reading. And he told me that there are sometimes books that speak to you. You can read a lot of books. You love them. You take out a certain thing or two. But some books just, there's something there. And he's like, he has one or two such books that he literally reads every quarter. Sets aside mm. time every quarter. Wow. He's like, he tells me, Ellie, you wouldn't believe it. Um, um. I'm reading this book. I've read it several times already. Every time there are new light bulbs going on in my mind. New, I'm like, what? I read this already? It's like, it's just very interesting how, how when um, sometimes there are that type of books. That's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's already taking it to a whole new level. But there is that concept of um, there's a book that, that speaks to you more than others. And sometimes you'll pick up a book that your friend told you, oh, you love it. And after a couple of chapters, like, hey, this doesn't talk to me. And you just put it away. It's not, it, it's not, it's not my thing. And that's also back to what we're talking about. If it doesn't speak to you, if it doesn't, if it's not something that you're, it resonates with you, then maybe you're just reading for the sake of reading versus really taking something out of it. Right. And, and maybe, maybe we could wrap up with that idea because I think that concept of seasons of reading and, uh, or not reading and, and recognizing this concept that if, if I'm just forcing myself to do it or doing it to say that I did it, then I'm not going to get anything out of it. You know, it's not actually fulfilling its purpose. And that goes back to that principle that you said about, you know, how do we know when, you know, either before reading or after reading or during reading to ask the question, you know, why am I reading this? 
what am I getting out of it or what am I taking out of it? Uh, and I, I think that that's a corollary. I think that this idea of not reading for the sake of reading because you're not going to get anything out of it is a corollary to that concept. It's just, you know, it's another example of one reason why we may not take anything from a book and then what's the point of doing it? And it's not, you know, it's, it's another corollary of that concept, perhaps. Exactly. And I, I, I want to add a tiny little story that happened to me a little while ago. Um, just to give you a little bit of understanding about a specific book and a specific thing that's got out of the book and how I was, how I used it to help somebody else. So I was at a show at one point, this was like a business trade show or something. And I met this individual, an entrepreneur, and he's, we got, we got into a nice conversation. I was like, oh, so tell me something that, tell me something, teach me something. I don't remember exactly what his question was. Share something with me. So at that point I was reading the book, The One Thing. And one of my biggest takeaways of the one thing, you know, the book, the one thing by Gary Keller. That's so funny. I think one or two days ago, somebody asked me about that book, but no, I, I, I've never read it. So the book is by Gary Keller, the founder of Keller Williams. And his oh. whole concept is about doing one thing before you do the second thing, like really be focused. And there's one quote in that book that I, that I love so much. And he says that multitasking is merely the opportunity to screw up more than one thing at a time. And that spoke to me so much. And wow. he goes on to say that- I'm like, so bad at that. Huh, it, it, we all are. We all are. And that's why we have to like drill it in so much. And he also, he keeps on speaking over there that sometimes you could do more than one thing at a time, but you can't focus on more than one thing at a time. It's just not possible. So I was, I was asking that entrepreneur by that show. I'm like, so how are things going? And he's sharing a little bit about his business. I'm like, do you find yourself multitasking? He's like, oh yeah, sure. I'm like, do you like it? No, if I like it, I'm like, do you feel like it's a good thing? You go, definitely, I have to multitask. So I'm like, so let me share with you something that I read recently. Maybe it's going to resonate with you. So I share with him this quote that I just shared with you. That multitasking is merely the opportunity to screw up more than one thing at a time. And he is like, he like paused, thinking, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Like, I should think about that more often. We ended up having a long conversation about that. But it's just the concept of reading a full book but taking out something from it. And it's not just for me. Now I can share something. Hey, I read that book and this is something that I took out of it. Maybe this is, resonates with you. And this is something that, um, that you want to read or maybe just take it and do something with it. But that's just um, about like really taking something out of a book. Right. That's a great example of getting something out of it. And it's a, it's a good example also in the sense that it's something I need to remind myself of more. And, and do better at. I feel like I am doing better at it. I started having one of the things after reading 10X is easier than 2X is I started having my assistant take over my email. And uh, and so, you know, just trying to be more intentional about like yesterday I had, there was three big things I wanted to make sure to get done yesterday. I even got up earlier to make sure to have time to do all three. And, you know, we're just like, you know, didn't, I didn't, I didn't interrupt for email. I, you know, just on each thing, I just focused on each thing, took a break in between but uh, just to be more intentional, I, I need to, I, I definitely need to work a lot more on that of not doing, not screwing up multiple things at the same time. <laughs> if you're working on only one thing, I can only screw up one thing at a time. If I'm working <laughs> multitasking, I can screw up two, even three things at the same time. I'm so productive. <laughs> Going nowhere fast. Yeah, I have a book recommendation for you, maybe on that topic. The okay. book, <laughs> the one thing, the book that we just mentioned about. The one thing. Bill Keller, a, you said his, his name? Gary Keller. Is Gary Keller, okay. From Keller Williams, from, that, from the real estate company. 
Nice. That, that was actually a whole Keller Williams story in 10X is easier than 2X, actually, if I remember correctly. There's a whole uh, somebody that got a start off, started off after their business failed and, and she became a real estate agent and just went up and up and up until she was like running like one or two regions for Keller Williams, I think. But wow. it was like an interesting story in there. But anyway, I really appreciate the insights here. Why you shouldn't read too many books, how, how to know what you should read, when you should read, uh, why you should read. Uh, and, uh, you know, what to get out of it. So I really appreciate it, Ellie. Thank you so much. Definitely. Thank you, Ben, for having me. And definitely why you shouldn't read too many books. But at the same time, remember, read. It's important. And I once said a quote from someone. He said, if you're in leadership and you don't have time to read 10 minutes a day, then you have, there's, a, there's an issue here. You should look right. at it. In other words, we should always be reading. And obviously, yeah. be intentional about what we're reading. Really great right. stuff, Ben. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming out, Ellie, and everybody else. We'll see you on the other side. Thank you. You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.